Hello and welcome to You Just Got Homeschooled. I'm RJ and today I want to talk about de-schooling. Now, this is a concept and an idea and a thought process that I had never considered when I started homeschooling. Um, it had never considered as a teacher. I had never really considered it at all. And then it came into kind of my vocabulary, into my like realm of thought, um, not that long ago, maybe a year ago. And I still haven't spent a lot of time like interacting with it. But the basic concept is pretty simple. And I want to share it with you because many of you, not all of you, but many of you uh, either have not started homeschooling and are considering having homeschooling, or many of you have been homeschooling for a while and um, this still may be helpful to you because of what it is and, and how it operates. And so this is basically what it is. So de-schooling is kind of exactly what the, the root words um, and, and prefixes would suggest. It is de, meaning not, schooling. And now, generally, uh, we, we homeschool because we want our kids educated. And de-schooling is definitely not about not educating. It is, it is pro-education. It just looks at it from a di- very different place, a very different platform. And generally... I mean, I have yet to see someone who de-schools, quote-unquote, de-schools as their, the way in which they go about homeschooling their kid. Instead, de-schooling is typically a period that you take um, to kind of change things up and refresh. So let me kind of give it a, a very loose definition. I'm not even sure if there is a real definition of de-schooling, but I'm going to kind of create one and, and throw it out there, and hopefully it'll help you understand. So de-schooling is a period of time taken that can range anywhere from, you know, maybe a week to maybe even a year or more with the express purpose of, of rolling back or deprogramming from a traditional school or traditional academic structure so that you can do things or that your students can do things like regain curiosity, regain a love of learning, um, learn to find value in things that are not academic, um, restructure or reimagine what education and what learning looks like. And so, I mean, for many people, that might mean, especially if you're coming out, like if you've been in a traditional school for years, right? Or your kids have been in traditional school for years and you've done the routine where you get up in the morning at six or whatever time it is and you get the kids dressed and ready for school. You get their lunches made. You get them um, breakfast fed. You get in the car. You drive them to school. And if you have multiple kids, especially if you have multiple kids at different campuses, it's like staggering that, trying to get them all to school at the right time. And then at the end of the day, not the end of the day, I guess it's like the middle of the day, really, you go back and you do the exact same thing in reverse where you go, you pick them each up, they come home, you get homework started, you get dinner started, you know, that's, that's been your routine. And that's not a bad routine, that's the routine I grew up in. Like, that, that's what I know. But I think the de-schooling has the, the thing of saying, I, I'm not going to follow that kind of routine per se, or at least for the, for the time being, for this period of time, I'm not going to try to follow um, a routine that looks like a school. And then at home, your school day does not look like a traditional school day where the bell rings. Class starts at 
7.45. And from 7.45 to 8 o'clock, we do attendance and start class business and turn in homework. And then from 8 to 8.45, we do English. And then from 8.45 to, you know, and goes on and on and on. And so de-schooling would go, in that, go into that and say, let's just scrap kind of all of the structure. Let's scrap the formal curriculum. Let's scrap the worksheets. Let's scrap the, the assigned books. Let's scrap the book reports. Let's scrap the math um, lessons. Instead, let's kind of do nothing. Not nothing in a, we're not doing anything sort of way, but nothing in a, let's change up our learning environment so it does not resemble does not look like, and may not even have the intentionality of a traditional school. And so it might look a little bit more um, Waldorf. Um, if, you haven't, if you're not familiar with that, go and look up Waldorf as a, as a school of thought for homeschooling. It may look a little bit more Montessori. It may be a little bit more um, student-led or child-led. And, and it may be a period of time where you say, what do you want to learn? Like, what do you want to do? And is very lackadaisical with structure and say, well, you know, what are you interested in? What books do you want to read? Go read those. You know, what, what um, games do you want to play? You know, and maybe it'd be, you might want to steer it like, oh, you know, let's play board games. What games do you want to play? You know, um, do you want to just go to the library and like check stuff out? Do you, you know, do you want to go play outside? Go engage. Like, do you want to go fishing? Do you want to go hiking? Do you want to go bicycling or mountain biking, kayaking, snorkeling? You know, like things that are not within the realm of traditional school. And so de-schooling is all about deprogramming, um, getting rid of the structure, getting rid of the stress, getting rid of the, the I need to do, 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 and, and setting that all aside and saying instead, Let's focus on what, do we, what we enjoy. Let's recapture that curiosity. And, and so I think that that's very helpful. Now, if, obviously, if you're, if you're thinking about coming into homeschooling, that might be something you consider if you do make that decision to switch um, into a homeschooling platform is, is saying, I, maybe I need this time. Maybe my kids need this time where we can just kind of breathe, where we can figure out what our, our natural rhythms would be if it wasn't for this structure that we had to adhere to, right? This, this getting up, getting ready, driving somewhere, getting something done, you know, going to school. Your school day looks different than my work day and then, and then comes home. Because the thing is, is when you start homeschooling, it's going to disrupt your life as a parent in a lot of ways. Because um, if your kids are at school, Right, especially if you, all of your kids are at school. It kind of depends on where you're at in life stage. But if all of your kids are at school, then you may be used to, well, I get up, I get all the kids ready, and it's all hectic and crazy. And then by 8.30, everyone's at school, and I have between 8.30 and 2.30 to do whatever I want, to come home, to clean the house, to read a book, to go hang out with friends, to have lunch, whatever it is. And when you start homeschooling, that's not going to happen. Like... All of a sudden, you have all of your kids at home. You have people asking you all the time, and it's not just your normal like, oh, can I get a snack like it is during summer? It's like, can you help me with this? I want to do that. You have this like new 
responsibility that you didn't have before. And maybe you take this time to de-school to let your kids kind of just relax and detox to, detox, to get out of that mindset of, I have to do this, I have to do that, there's homework to do, there's all this kind of stuff. And then you can move into, you can kind of find natural rhythms. You can as a parent, they can as students. You can figure out what do you naturally do you know, when there's not this looming, because even during summer, I mean, you get some of that during summer, but that's not going to be your natural rhythm during the school year, unless you choose it to be, in which case you probably, like I have, I have many families who have homeschooled for years, that they take breaks in their education, like in their formal or like their, their educational, formal educational studies, but they don't take the standard breaks that you would see with a traditional school. And so they might take a week less at Christmas or a week more at Christmas. They might end in, you know, around spring break time for everyone else and then pick back up in June, you know. And so it just looks different. But for you as a, you know, like figure out what your, what your routines are. Like does your high schooler naturally want to get up at 10? And is it worth it for you um, – but if are, you know, like, is it worth it for you to bug them to get up earlier to do school, or is it better just to say, okay, you know, you get up and you got to get started, and here's what you got to get done today, you know, and and it, with a D schooling, you may not even have that, but just figure out what is the natural cycles. I know that for me in high school, it was relatively common for me to go to bed at two in the morning and then get up at nine and start the day, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, teenagers in today's society get far less sleep than they probably should. Um, biologically speaking, their brain is going through a lot of changes. Their you know bodies are going through a lot of changes. And to be honest, they need more sleep than they get. And our, and our public school system, like they've done studies and the studies have demonstrated over and over and over and over and over again that really for many high schoolers, maybe even most high schoolers, that teenage years, it's actually almost counterproductive um, for them to like for school to even start before like 10 because their brains haven't ramped up and then add on top of that homework and all the other stuff, the extracurriculars that they want to do. Like what ends up happening is, is they end up, and I had some students like this who came to me as, as homeschoolers or like they switched from being in public school to being in homeschool for this very reason, because their days were packed. They get up at six, they get everything going, you know, they get to school, they spend all day at school, they come home They'd have to go immediately to, in this case, dance. They were at dance for four or five hours that day. They'd come home at like nine. They'd do homework till 11. They'd go to bed at 11, 11.30, maybe even 12, get up at six and do it all over again. And that's just not fair to their brain. It's not fair to their biology. It's not fair to who they are. Now, you might have a kid that's completely different than that. My kids are early risers. Like my wife and I are like, why are you still awake? Or why did you get up? Like, it's ridiculous to me because my kids naturally get up at like six and my wife and I naturally don't get up at six. We don't really want to get up at six. And part of that is because we stay up a little bit later because we finally get the kids to bed. And so we want to like, you know, have adult conversation and stuff like that. So the de-schooling allows you to kind of come up with what are the individual kids kind of like? What are their routines outside of an outside structure? And then you can, as, as you go through this process, like figure out, okay, well, what's normal for, for them? What's normal for me? What's normal for us? And let them kind of reconnect with their natural curiosity, reconnect with their natural desire to learn. Let them explore that. Let, me, let them figure out, figure out what motivates them, what doesn't motivate them. Like is getting to go out 
and do an activity what motivates them? Is it time to sit and not do anything? Is it, you know, some sort of achievement? Like, and, and because you'll be learning, especially if you're new to this, you'll be learning all of that um, in a way that, that typically a teacher would have to do, like what motivates you. Um, it gives you an opportunity to kind of soak that in and just kind of reconnect and figure out who each other are, given the fact that, you know, there's a significant part of their life that has been outsourced from you, like that you just don't know about other than like reports, either good or bad from them and or their teachers. And so um, be aware of that. If you have been homeschooling for a while, this might be a good thing to do, you know, try. Um, de-schooling for, a, you know, maybe you do it during the summer, maybe you kind of do it at the end of the school year, or the beginning of the school year, kind of as a slow start type thing for the exact same reason. Like instead of focusing, instead of your goal being, we need to, you know, you need to learn fractions and you need to learn how to add and subtract them and multiply and divide them. And you need to learn this part of history and you need to learn this stuff in grammar. You say, what do you want to learn? Like, how do you want to learn? Go explore and take some time just to, to de-school, to deprogram even from your own homeschooling and just kind of be like, let's, let's take a step back. Let's be intentional about being curious. Let's be intentional about um, looking for things that are interesting um, and, and wanting them to be interesting and giving the students some agency, some, some decision-making power to figure out what they want to learn. And so maybe instead of being, you need to learn this, it's like, at the end of the day, I expect you to tell me what you learned. And I'm not really going to construct the, like the, the assessment of that or the acquiring of that. So I'm not going to say, go read this book and tell me what you learned. Or um, go fill out this worksheet. Instead, you just say something along the lines of, okay, at the end of the day, I expect you to tell me what you learned. Go learn something. And let them kind of choose and pick their way around. Um, I know that for me, I'm a, I'm a visual learner. And even as a kid, I was that weird kid who got up early on Saturday mornings to watch National Geographic. And so for me, school was something I enjoyed because I enjoyed the learning, but I didn't enjoy the structure very much. Um, in fact, I oftentimes got myself in kind of this, I was this weird combination of teacher's pet and troublemaker. I wasn't a bad troublemaker. I didn't like disrupt the class, but I, I always wanted to learn. And so it always frustrated me and I caused trouble when either the teacher wasn't teaching or when... Um, like they didn't have the answers. And so and I'm like asking questions and stuff like that. And so there's going to be kids like that. And there's going to be kids who, and so like for me, where I was going with that is for me, one of the greatest ways that I could learn was watching TV. And so, but because of who I was, I was naturally watching Marty Stelfler's Wild America and National Geographic. And I, I distinctly remember when Animal Planet came out and we didn't have cable, but my aunt did. So whenever time we were over there, I was watching Animal Planet, you know, or the History Channel or whatever it is, and learning stuff, um, and then reading books. And even if I'm you know, reading historical fiction or even fantasy, like there's things that can be learned from there and then and gleaned and then um, kind of submitted for assessment, I guess, in a way, to parents. And so my mom could have asked me, what did you learn from reading the Redwall books? And I'm like, well, I learned that one of the ways you can turn a sling, like think of David and Goliath with a sling that you like whip around and then let go part of it and the rock flies out, you can turn that into a a melee weapon, like a close combat weapon, if you tie a rock into the sling. Now, that sounds ridiculous, but I'm reading this in a fantasy book where this is a bunch of otters slinging stones at rats and stuff like that because it's a fantasy book, and yet that's going to translate 
because I understand this from a, a story standpoint into my understanding of ancient warfare when I'm actually studying history in sixth grade when it's talking about ancient history. Oh, that's why they had slingers. That's what they do. That's how they operate. That's why they were used. You know, because they had this long range, they were great anti-archer stuff. Same thing with video games, actually. I learned a ton about history from um, playing a, a computer game called Age of Empires. About culture, about history, about, you know, uh, military, like ancient military tactics and stuff like that. From just playing a game. Taxes, revenue, resources, all that kind of stuff. And so you just let them go and say, hey, go find something. Go, go show me. At the end of the day, I expect you to tell me what you learned. And, and you might have one kid who's like, I learned that the best way to get rid of aphids on my plants without being toxic is to put a little dish soap in a spray bottle, shake it up, and spray the leaves. You might have another kid who comes back. I learned that um, in order to build this thing, I'm going to have to do that, that, this, that, or the other thing. Um, my kid who, I learned that, and you know, rag pickers... This would be like a Jane Austen style book or something like that. Like rag pickers could earn a living by, by picking up scraps of cloth because that was what was used to make paper. Cloth, scrap cloth was used to make paper. You know, stuff like that. And it seems random, but it's not. And it's actually a great way to engage learning and say, no, you're learning everywhere you go. What did you learn? I learned that if I filled the washing machine too much, the clothes don't get washed very well. You know, that's still learning and it's still valuable learning. And so... I just want to encourage you, whether you're new to homeschooling, might be new to homeschooling, or have been homeschooling a while, you know, consider taking some time. And like I said, it can be anywhere from a couple of days even to a year or more, depending on, on how much you think you need, um, to de-school, to just step back and say, like, let's, let's reignite a love of learning. We need that fire hot, right? The fire of, of wanting and desiring and loving learning is far more important than content because then whenever you need the content, you already have an inbuilt motivation, inbuilt passion to go learn and the skills to do it because you've done it before. So I hope you found this encouraging. Please, you know, go like, subscribe, share with a friend um, and follow us on Instagram. It is homeschooled podcast. And thank you. And I hope I see you again.